Welcome back, everyone. Jay Bone here for Smash This Podcast. A little late on a Monday. A little late on a Monday. I realize that. So, so what are we doing here? We are going to talk some AEW Forbidden Door. Uh, took me a good part of the day to get through it because I was busy with other stuff. So I was watching it in parts, pieces, you know. Couple matches here, go do some stuff. Couple matches here, go do some stuff. You know, eat dinner, come back, watch the rest. Hope everyone's weekend was good. Some big news coming out of Forbidden Door. And we're just a couple days away now from Blood and Guts hitting, was it Detroit? I think it's Detroit, Michigan. That should be nuts. So at least we finally found out who is going to be on Eddie Kingston's team. Or is it Moxley's team? Moxley's a champ. Shouldn't it be Moxley's? But Moxley's going to be in there too. Hopefully. Hopefully no one else becomes injured over the next few days. Because there's been like an injury a day in this company between New Japan and AEW. Oh my God. It's an absolute miracle this event got pulled off. But before we dive into Forbidden Door, I want to talk about a couple things first. Number one, you know what to do, folks. Smash that like button, smash that sub button, ring that bell for notifications. Check out all the links in the uh, description of the video here. Or if you're listening on audio, you should have the description there too. There is some brand new merch dropped this afternoon. A new uh, new piece of artwork on the uh, Smash This Podcast merch site. Something new, something fresh for this summer. So go check it out. If you're watching on video, you can see it now. If you're listening on audio, well, you're just going to have to go to the shop and see what's new. And I believe in a couple days, is it Friday? I got to double check. There's some big sale coming up soon. It's like 22% off. I love, I love Spreadshirt. They got sales all the time. All right, so go check out the links in the description. Get yourself some STP merch for the summer. 
tanks, teas, cups, hats, all that lovely stuff. Um, what else? We've got some updates on Impact Wrestling's uh, Against All Odds event that's going to be live this coming weekend. Is it Saturday? No, Friday. Excuse me. It's Friday. I like that they're having these like events on Friday now, and then they got tapings on Saturday. That's good. It's a good way to do this. Like that. So some updates to the cards here. Now, unfortunately, the Briscoes are taking out or have been taken out of the um the was it this five on five it's honor no more versus james storm the good brothers and now it's going to be two other partners so we're going to find out who is replacing the briscoes but namely mainly because mark just had a new baby he wants to spend some time with his new baby it's completely understandable so they got kind of written off television as much as i'd love to see jay stick around um i think i think there's a fair amount of fans that want to see him together um so uh who is going to replace the briscoes drop it in the comments let me know who you think is going to replace them someone new some some uh i don't know two singles guys it's really hard to say but we're going to find out in a few days um reports on uh giselle shaw and uh so the impact wrestling knockout competitor giselle shaw has disclosed she is a transgender woman to the wider public shaw who joined Impact's roster in January of this year informed Impact of her decision several months ago and made the disclosure in a series of interviews the other day. So, congrats to her for uh, coming out. That's, uh, uh, you know, great news for her. And it just expands on the diversity of the uh, knockouts division. Um, some more against all odds news here. Uh, Mia Yim is joined in forces with Mickey James to battle Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo. I'm really liking this team of Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo. Um, now, I have no doubt that Mia Yim and Mickey James can uh, get along, you know, but there's something about Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo. They're just clicking. They're really clicking here. It's also announced that Raven is set to appear live at the Against All Odds Clockwork Orange House of Fun match. Jimmy Christmas. That place is going to burn to the ground. 
tell you, that's not looking very good for, uh, it's not looking good for Boos. Because when you look at someone like Sammy Callahan, it kind of feels like he's like the son of Raven in a sense, doesn't it? Ah, good evening, Courtney. <laughs> um, and I think that's it on the news front. Just wanted to give some uh, updates on against all odds and a couple other things on uh, impact wrestling related. Oh, I did get my tickets for emergence. And the tapings after that, that's August 12th and 13th Cicero stadium at in uh, Chicago, Illinois, super excited for impacts wrestling impact wrestling's return to chicago this is why i'm drinking this at almost 11 o'clock at night it's been a long day but i didn't want to didn't want to miss talking about this all right so that's it for the news um Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Now, I know there's some other stuff that came out of Forbidden Door, but I have not heard specifics as far as injuries and and and, and whatnot. Thank you so much for the super sticker, Courtney. Thank you so much. Much love. Um, I mean, I really hope there aren't any more because, man, this this whole past few weeks has just been plagued with injuries nonstop. It's just, it's really nuts. It's really nuts how many there were recently. Um, oh, Courtney says Dax is injured. Now, I know he was all taped up during the uh during the show and he actually left the match we'll get to that so yeah i haven't i haven't heard any other specifics um but we'll we'll go through stuff and we'll talk about it all right so the pre-show i actually uh watched the pre-show this pre-show was actually really fun it was a lot uh i'll put it this way it was a lot better than i thought it was gonna be uh, we had, um, no, and, and there's some people here I'm not familiar with, but, but that's okay. It didn't, it didn't take away from the excitement surrounding this. Now, even though it was like, it felt like this whole event was just cursed, but I tell you what, the way this event came off and the way this crowd was, all night you wouldn't have thought it was cursed at all and this uh this event actually came in just under four hours so i was pleasantly surprised pleasantly surprised um you know this wasn't a you know five or six hour show because <laughs> i was i was really dreading watching this i'm not gonna lie i was really dreading watching this but they packed four matches 
in this pre-show. Talk about a loaded pre-show. Well, when you do like a a go home, another, I you know, you can almost call Rampage a go home because they're talking about it on there too. And then you got a countdown. And then you've got an extended countdown on your YouTube. You know, you got all this stuff leading up to it. You don't need a ton of this on your pre-show. You really don't. If people want to know what's on it, wrestling fans, I mean, yeah, okay. People say that wrestling fans are dumb, but wrestling fans are not that dumb. If they want to find out what's on this show. They can find out what's on this show. Put some wrestling on the pre-show. And that's what they did here. That's what they did. Goto and Hashi. Now, I'm just using last names here because, you know, I don't want to botch complete names here. So just bear with me here. Goto and Hashi defeated um, the Factory's QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. This was actually a fun tag match. And let me tell you something. This Chicago crowd was all about the New Japan wrestling. You, you would have thought that these guys were like wrestling in Chicago like every week. As much as they cheered for some of these New Japan guys. So my guess is there is a fair amount of New Japan fans in this crowd that watches this stuff on a regular basis. They see that's And that's one thing that we don't know. Or at least I don't think we're privy to the information as far as how many Americans order the New Japan. I'll just call it the New Japan Network. I don't know what they call it. You know, New Japan Pro Wrestling's streaming service. I have no idea. But like I said, the way this crowd was all night, you would have thought 16,000 strong in this arena knew exactly who who was who it was crazy um so go to and hashi beat qt marshall and aaron solo it was a fun opening um opening tag match um and then we had a little change we had uh, Lance Archer versus Nick Camarado. Now, it's funny because Lance Storm, or excuse me, Lan- Lance Archer. My bad. Lance Archer. No, Lance Storm is not coming out of retirement. Yeah, you heard it here first. Too many Christmas. Now, just, now you know why I'm drinking this. Um, Lance Archer. <laughs> my God. Just end it now. Lance Archer is actually in a roundabout sort of way representing New Japan right now because he is going to be in an up-and-coming tournament in Japan very soon. Um, Pardon my ignorance. I don't remember what the tournament is, but it's like their big one. It's... You know, there's like the Super Junior one that just happened. And there's this one, I think it's called the G1. <clears throat> I think that's what it is. He's going to be a part of that. He's going He's going over there. So, um, and I'm, I'm happy for him because 
I, I think Lance Archer has been around long enough. He's, he's talented enough. He should be featured in stuff like that. I wish he was putting more stuff in AEW, but it is what it is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take up time tonight here to, to complain about something like that, but Nick Camarado, that, that is a big guy, kind of a throwback, kind of a big, burly, hairy throwback. Um, and, and just going up against a guy like, uh, Lance Archer, just man. This, these two guys going at this was actually a lot of fun, and we're we're quickly reminded in this match the athleticism of someone like uh, Lance as well. But Lance Archer beats him. Uh, then we had El Desperado and uh, Kanemaru, hoping I didn't botch that one, versus Swerve and Keith Lee. Now I know there's been some stuff going on between Swerve and Keith Lee because uh, Swerve eliminated Keith Lee. So Keith Lee's been kind of, mm, you know, <laughs> you can tell he doesn't completely trust him. And maybe this, maybe this win here will help their relationship. Because I like these two guys together. They really, they really flow together. They, I like it. <clears throat> but hey you know <laughs> it is what it is in wrestling you know you gotta you gotta go for the win unfortunately keith lee was in swerve's way that night uh so so this was fun this is um this is not the first time i saw kanamaro he was part of that super juniors that I was, I, I watched a few of the matches with, um, you know, he, he, I was kind of watching the Alex Zane <clears throat> or the, um, or the Ace Austin matches. And I, I, I'm pretty sure Kanemaru was in one of those or, or a couple of them, but, uh, he, he brings a big ass bottle of whiskey down to the ring. It's like, my God. People thought that, you know, Stone Cold bringing a few beers down was outlandish. This guy brings down his, bring, brings down a whole bottle of whiskey. My God. And then spits it in someone's eyes. That's got to burn like a mother. Crazy. Uh, Swerve and Keith Lee get the win here. And then uh, this last one was... So much fun. Um, and this is when AEW just has a ton of fun. You're not supposed to take none of this too seriously. It's, it's, you got to throw a little comedy in with your wrestling, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's for when moments like, you know, Mox is gushing blood everywhere. This is, this is a match where you're, you know, you're like, oh, it's it's the lighter side of professional wrestling. And, and we all need that, I think. I mean, it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but I, I had a lot of fun with this. So we had a bunch of guys uh, representing the L.A. Dojo, which is um, the American Dojo version of New Japan. You know, they're starting over creating a brand 
in America. And there was a bunch of these guys that came out of there. So there's, <clears throat> there's Alex, uh, Coughlin, uh, Omira, TKC. I, I, I don't know what TKC stands for. Someone tell me what TKC stands for. And then Kevin Knight <clears throat> going up against, uh, Max Caster, the ass boys and Billy Gunn. So, so of course, Max Gaster has to come out and, you know, humiliate them with a rap. And then the ass boys have to like, you know, screw up what city they're in every time. And they said, uh, oh, I don't even know what the first city was at DC screen. The second guy of the ass boys, the other brother screamed green bay you can imagine how this chicago crowd responded to him screaming green bay and then anthony bowens of course corrects them both and screams chicago and then you know billy gunn is you know the guy that's pushing anthony bowens around in the wheelchair so (laughs) So this was just a lot of fun. It was it was comedic stuff mixed with really good wrestling. Um and it's uh the and these LA Dojo guys are some guys you really want to keep an eye on. Like like Kevin Knight, like there's like the dojo guys that are still getting trained are all in black trunks. And once you graduate from the dojo, then you get to pick your own ring gear like the Alex Coglin, uh, Clark Connors, I believe, is another guy who graduated. And there's a couple others that have been featured on the road in some of these New Japan shows that have been hopping around the country. Um, I think they're either doing one or they just did one in Philly. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure Bill was there for that one. And they just did one in Chicago, too. So they're hopping all over the country. I'm really hoping I can see one someday. Um, They just got to find a new place to go to uh, as far as, um, you know, Chicago or, hey, come to Milwaukee, you know, why not? Plenty of places these new New Japan guys can go up to. Um, But uh, Max, (laughs) Max Caster, the ass boys of Billy Gunn, um, beat the LA dojo guys from New Japan. Fun, fun stuff, fun stuff. Um, then we go to the main card of, of Forbidden Door starts out with a match, and this is for the the uh, the winner gets the advantage. At blood and guts. So I imagine they're going to have like more people in at one time than the other team. Um, so we got Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. Murder Grandpa is on this team. Dear God. Now, he's not going to be at blood and guts as far as I know. But he was just in this match. Now, the, 
the way they were talking, it seemed like it was like a mild miracle that Jericho was able to talk Minoru Suzuki to team with him because apparently there's some kind of beef between them or something. I'm not sure. Um, pardon me. All right. So then versus uh, Eddie Kingston, Yuta, and Shota Ominu. And Sh Shota Ominu really... Um, like I had no clue who this guy was from New Japan. He is the son of the ref whose name is his nickname is Red Shoes. So famous ref in New Japan. I believe that's just retired recently within the last year or two. Don't I think that's right. Um but this is his son, and he's really coming into his own. He, he kind of reminds me of a young um, young Takahashi, who was in the uh, Tanahashi, excuse me, Tanahashi. I get these mixed up sometimes, I'm sorry. Uh, Tanahashi reminded me of a young Tanahashi. Um, but Jericho's, Jericho's team does get the win here with the Judas effect. So they will have the advantage going into Wednesday's blood and guts. Um, so it's the Jericho appreciation society versus Eddie Kingston's team. And we, there's one spot to fill. We find out later who that is. We'll get to that. It's, it's this guy right here. It's behind me. It's, <laughs> It's the guy that everyone's talking about now. We found out who it is, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, winner takes all match. This tag match was just amazing. Such good storytelling. Um, I'll tell you what. You know, I, I see a lot of people ripping on AEW for this, that, and the other thing. Complaining about this, complaining about that, but damn. The fact that they were able to pull this event off and put teams together in the ring like these three, it just, man, it makes me so thankful that I'm a fan of this brand and, um, that I had a chance to, to, to see this event. You had FTR, who's coming in with the Ring of Honor tag titles. You had uh, Jeff Cobb and Great Okan, who are the New Japan heavyweight tag team title holders. And then you had Rapungi Vice coming in. That's Trent and Romero. And they don't have any belts. So, I mean, they could have walked out with all the belts, you know, and then not even walked in with any. So, you know, that's what they're going for too. But, um, but this, th this was so good. Uh, it reminded me how good Rapungi Vice is. It also reminded me how good of a wrestler Jeff Cobb was. Cause I, I really hadn't seen him in a long time. I, I used to watch him in Lucha Underground all the time. He was the guy in the mask. He was Dario Cueto's uh, brother. 
the Montanza, the, uh, the monster Matanza, I, I believe is what it was. God, I'm a, it's a little fuzzy. It was a few years ago. Um, and I'm, I'm not real familiar with this great Okan guy, but man, they, they, these guys both have, uh, you know, good chemistry in the ring together. But then, of course, you got a team like FTR, and man, they just um, they just blew it out of the uh, out of the water. Um, of course, one of them is injured now. That that's that's not good. So I don't know if we're gonna have titles being um, vacated. Or if they're just gonna let FTR rest for a while, or you know, maybe he's not injured that bad. Maybe he's just hurt and he's just gotta give his shoulder a rest or something. I don't know. But um man. Um but this 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 was at an amazing tag match. FTR takes this one, so they are the ring of honor and uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Now, one thing I did not see here was who is the The injured, I always get these two guys mixed up. Let me see if it says it in this article here. FTR wins. Okay, so Dax. Okay, so Dax is the one who was uh, hurt or injured or whatever. Um, but I tell you, man, I after watching the media scrum, he looked like, I mean, he was all wrapped up, you know, with the... Uh, you know, plastic wrap and the ice bag and everything. He he grimaced once in a while during the media scrum, but man, he he was still so happy that they won or that just just that they were able to be a part of this. You know, that's they have so much pride in this brand, and it really it really shows. And I, I tell you what, you know, I I say over and over again that. The Young Bucks are my favorite tag team. But man, FTR is really, really slowly creeping in there. And like they have been for a while. It's just I don't talk about them that much. But every time they pull off something like this, it's just. Man. I mean, and, and those two teams, look, Young Bucks and, and FTR, they're they're two completely different teams. And that's okay. You know, it's, it's like, oh, Young Bucks is your favorite team, so that must mean you you like, you like only like tag team wrestling like that. No, I just love tag team wrestling. You know, down and dirty stuff like FTR come to the ring and just they just leave it all out there, or the high flying stuff like like Young Bucks. I lo I love it all. But I, I, I tell you what, that FTR is 
slowly becoming one of my favorites. And they may they may take that top. If they keep doing what they're doing, they may take that top spot. Sorry, Young Bucks. I love you, but damn. FTR just might have to take all the damn belts. You know? And cement their legacy. I mean, they already are cementing their legacy. They, they're just they're just killing it. They're killing it. Uh, next, we got the uh, finals. Uh, the AEW All Atlantic Title Finals. We got okay. So here's another case where uh, injuries, um, you know, affected this one too. Sadly, um, Clark Connors replaced uh, Ishii. Ishii had a, I, I don't know what it is, a bum knee or something. I don't know. But Ishii beat Clark Connors for a chance to wrestle in this. So then Clark Connors got the opportunity because Ishii couldn't. And I think that's how they made that made sense or something. So yeah, Clark Connors, who is who, who they call the the you know, of course he's not the rhino, but he's he's referred to as the rhino. It's not not the rhino that we all think of, you know, because we're older wrestling fans. Um, versus uh, uh, Pack. Versus Malachi Black versus Miro. And uh, this one was a lot of fun, too. I mean, this, it, honestly, I, I tell you, they, there was not, there was not a bad match on this card. There were certainly ones that were more exciting than others, but there was not a bad match on this card. Um, To see, you know, I, I, I gotta give I gotta give props right away to Clark Connors. Man, he got he got beat up in this match like a redheaded stepchild. Seriously. He you know, he'd he'd get in the ring after being thrown out and he'd he'd surprise one someone with a big move. The crowd would pop and be like, yeah. I mean, th the crowd really got behind Clark Connors because they saw him as the underdog in this match. And you quickly found out how much fight is in this dog, you know? Because, you know, not a lot of people knew who this dog was. But Clark Connors would pull off a move, get a pop. Someone else would hit him from behind throw him out of the ring. I can't tell you how many times during this match that this happened. It's like, oh, there goes Clark again. Poor son of a bitch. <laughs> oh. But seeing uh, Malachi Black and Biro go back and forth, which it almost seemed like they were trying to form an alliance, and then it became like a one-up thing, trying to one-up each other. Uh but uh, but Pack ends up ends up winning, and this is this is so refreshing to see a guy like Pack win this when it really seemed like either Miro or Malachi Black was going to win this one. 
because they, I mean, they all had a significant amount of momentum, especially with Miro just coming back. But Malachi Black's just been killing it. And he even missed it, Miro. I mean, he missed it up to the point where his entire, from head to like chest, was just solid black. It was, it was so funny. I was like, oh my God, you know, because like sometimes someone gets missed it and they get like part of an eye or something. No, this like he just completely covered his face. But the, the crowd was really, I think, pleasantly surprised and happy that Pac win won this one. So, um, Look, and I know there's a lot of people knocking this saying, oh, yeah, well, there's there's people going for this All-Atlantic title and, uh, and there's not even on the Atlantic. It's like, all right, let's, like, I got a D in geography, so I am the last person to sit and and complain about things like this. So you won't hear it out. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be the guy that talks about this brand. You're not going to hear it complain you know, complaining about, it. you know, and if I ever do just, 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 oh, oh J-Bo, just shut up. You got a D in geography. Okay. Okay. I, I won't talk about it. I mean, I'll talk about it, but I won't complain about it. But I'm, I'm really, is, is this, is this, uh, Pac's first title in AEW, like in three years that he's been with this company. I was I was trying to remember. Like I know, like I'm thinking like Death Triangle. Like I know Phoenix and Phoenix and Pentagon have been tag title holders. Um, but. But I don't. I don't know if if Pax ever now, and another thing I can't remember is if they actually did like the um thing you know where they um ah uh, damn it you know you got three people in a group and you're you're defending your tag titles and you never know which two out of the three are going to defend them and it's it's um ah uh, it's, it's some kind of rules I can't remember. It's it's right on the tip of my tongue. I can picture the tag team. I can picture Michael Hayes. I can picture Terry Gordy and 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 some other guy. And I can't remember what the hell. Someone's gonna remind me in the chat, and I'm gonna kick myself. Free bird. Free bird rules. Thank you, Zach. You don't think they did. Okay, yeah, I can't remember. But nonetheless, I think this is Pac's first title. So congrats to Pac. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Whatever. I'm still happy for him. Next. Man, and these these matches just get nuttier and nuttier. Um, we got the <laughs> Young Bucks, and they have rejoined the Bullet Club. They even pulled out. Now, this is this is cool. If you watch BTE, I know a lot of people don't, but if you do, they actually show the footage of like Matt Jackson going through old merch tubs 
or old wrestling gear tubs and looking for old gear to wear like throwback you know because they were going to be in the bullet club i'm using my quote fingers for those listening audio they're going to be back in the bullet club for one night <laughs> and wrestling with uh el phantasmo and hikaleo is going to be at ringside too now this is another match that got messed up because um someone got injured on the new japan side all right so it's young bucks and el phantasmo which was actually a lot of fun versus shingo takagi and i'm this is one guy who i know is very popular but i've never seen him wrestle before and so this tonight was actually the first time i've seen him wrestle um darby allen sting and the fourth guy that was supposed to be there was um uh takahashi i believe and i always get him mixed up with tanahashi but it was takahashi because i know and i know this because tanahashi's in the main event see see so (laughs) um but yeah he had a fever like a few days before so he couldn't he couldn't travel or something um so hopefully he gets better from whatever he has. I mean, yeah, we assume it's that, but you never know. Um, but Darby Allen, Sting, and Shingo Takagi get the win here. Oh, I, I do want to talk about Sting here for a minute. Sting is crazy. So, like, before the match even starts, the lights go out. A spotlight goes up in the rafters and i couldn't even tell like what was up there it was just some kind of figure and it was supposed to i guess it was supposed to be sting or something darby allen's already in the ring and the young bucks and the bullet club are on on stage still because they're just coming out to their entrance lights go out again and Young Bucks and El Fantasma and Hikaleo are looking around, and all of a sudden they look up behind them, and there's Sting, and he dives like, I don't know how many feet this dive is. It's like a 10, 15-foot dive, crossbody onto all of them, takes them all out. Darby Allen runs up, starts beating them all with the skateboard. Um, Shingo is up there beating them. So this just starts out bonkers right away. The fact that Sting is in his, what, his 60s? And he's doing these dives, these high dives. Like, I don't know if this is like him wanting to do this and just like get it out of his system. Or is is this someone like coaxing him to do this because it's it's crazy it's absolutely crazy like i don't know what's crazier sting doing this or rick flair getting back in the ring honestly i mean i should put up a poll like tomorrow on social media somewhere and be like all right what's crazier here rick flair wanting one more match which there's a lot of people against it so a lot of people are for it because they just love rick flair and they don't care which is fine to each their own you want to watch the guy die in the ring? That's on you. That's <laughs> that doesn't sound like a fun 
night out on the town for me. So what's crazier? Rick getting back in the ring for one last match. Mind you, this guy is a pacemaker and he almost died in the hospital a couple years ago. Or Sting risking his own life by diving 10 between 10 to 20 feet down on top of these guys, praying to God that they catch him. Um, and it looked kind of a rough, like a rough landing too, but damn, he, he, he was an absolute riot to watch in this match. Cause he was just, you know, sting is sting is sting. He's, he's tough. He doesn't, nothing hurts him. Right. Unless, you know, you, you, you stick him in the ambag as Taz would say, he, he was no selling like crazy. It was really kind of funny. Um, but, uh, but, you know, the crowd was popping for this. It was just, uh, th th this match was just a ton of fun. And, of course, Darby Allen's the, the crazy man doing the coffin drop to the outside of the ring on top of people. I don't know. He took out, who did he take out? He took out Hikaleo. That's, I think that's who he took out. Um, but, yeah. Um, all right, so next, all right, so Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo Takagi won this one. Now we got the AEW women's title match. Now, this is like the only one that really, <laughs> I always say this, you know, wrestling, let's not overthink this. But if you do want to throw a spin on this and kind of make it sense so that it's like New Japan and, and AEW, Tony Storm did spend a significant amount of time in Japan in uh, in the Joshi division there, you know, in, in you know, wrestling uh, with women in Japan. So you could say she was kind of on the New Japan side of things if you, like, really want to twist this. But I, you know, that, that's about as far as I could twist it as far as make, having it, like, make sense for this event. But this is just, you know, I, I'm not complaining that it was part of it, by all means. This this match was actually pretty pretty good. One of the better ones I think I've seen Tony Storm and uh, Tony Storm and um, uh, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa did defend successfully in her ring gear. Unbelievable! It was like a it was like an Aztec. Azteca, um, like authentic Azteca, Aztec warrior, but she, uh, yeah, she defends successfully here. We'll see what's next for Thunder Rosa. Um, and who, and you know, put it in the comments, you know, whether it's you know live or on the replay, who do you want to see Thunder Rosa defend against next? There's a lot of women on that roster. Um, now we've got the IWGP uh, United States title, the U.S. title. Uh, we got Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay uh, defending his championship. Now, even though he didn't have it because a certain guy from the Bullet Club still has it. <laughs> Poor Will. Uh, but he did come out there with his Rev Pro British um, 
championship. And um, and then this is another one that is, uh, you know, it's, it's it's got a fair amount of comedy, but it also had a lot of really good wrestling back and forth. And it, um, I mean, you know, and they made you feel like, uh, you know, Orange was maybe going to take this, you know, and they're, they're kind of hot potatoing it anyways, between Juice and now Will's got it. Um, and uh, so, so who knows, you know, you, you never, you, I guess I always say, never assume in professional wrestling. Uh, but this was a lot of fun. Will Ospreay does successfully retain, though, of course, the numbers are against Orange Cassidy. Um, Aussie Open was out, out there, and then they start beating up Orange Cassidy. Rapungi Vice tries to come and help out, but they get beat down for their troubles. And then Shibata showed up, and the place just lost it. Like, like, I know who Shibata is, and I've heard stories about how he was gone for a long time, and then he took over the L.A. Dojo, but he wasn't really active, actively wrestling. Um, man, um, but he showed up here and, you know, stared down Will Os or, yeah, stared down Will Ospreay, so, I, you know, I don't know if Shibata's going after the U.S. title or what, but man uh him showing up at this was a pleasant surprise for these fans like, like you know and i've i I've, I've heard stuff about him but i've really never beyond what i saw him do in the ring tonight i really have not seen him wrestle much but i have heard some crazy stuff like the matches that he and okada had which ended up putting um, Shibata on the shelf. At least I think it was Okada. Don't quote me on that, but I think it was. Um. So, but yeah, I should. I suppose I should take my own advice. Like I always tell people, just hey, just look it up on YouTube and go watch some matches. Maybe I'll actually do that sometime and check out some Shibata matches. Uh, next we got Zack Saber Jr. Okay, the big mystery of forbidden door who was going to walk through that door and face Zack Sabre Jr. and and who is also in the same breath going to be the next member of the uh, Blackpool Combat Club well there was a few names out there getting tossed around. And the one that showed up was absolutely one of the names. Claudio, formerly Cesaro in the WWE, is all elite. So, um, him showing up had the biggest smile on his face. He is so, and, and then listening to him in the scrum afterwards, he is so happy to be here. It's like a, it's like a breath of fresh air. He's like, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Cause he's got all this new 
talent to face and he just he loves wrestling and that's and that's wrestling is the key thing here he loves wrestling and yeah you could say well yeah well he's been wrestling for the last last 10 plus years in wwe well yeah was he wrestling or was he sports entertaining because he was doing some wrestling sure it, 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 he was he had some great matches but he never got the big one and i really think he was damn good enough to hold that big one too um should have had that top title but in a place like AEW, I think he's got a really good chance to. But he showed up. The place went nuts. I love his new, um, his entrance music. And he just, man, he just went up there and he and Zack Sabre Jr. just tore it up. They just tore it up. Um, and it just, and I haven't seen Zack wrestle in a long time i used to watch him wrestle all the time when he was uh part of uh evolve but i used to you know here here we go again when i used to watch on flow slam ah yep there it is there it is and zach was champ um but yeah and then he was also part of that uh oh what happened right after that he was part of that um uh the cruiserweight tournament part of uh WWE and um that was a lot of fun too and then they actually created 205 live out of a bunch of those guys that were in it Zach they were trying to sign Zach Zach didn't want to sign so, um, but anyways, back to this. So Claudio comes in and, um, man, he just, he just tore up Zach. And, I mean, it was a good back and forth. It was not, uh, one-sided very much. It's, it could have went either way, but Claudio got the big win here. And we also, so we also know now that he is the guy who is going to help fill that spot for Brian Danielson in Blood and Guts as well. So he's going to team with Mox, Eddie Kingston, and that whole crew. Um, trying to think who else is. Oh, Yuta and Santana and Ortiz. So that's six on six. Yeah. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Um, on to the main event here, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Oh, not the main event. Excuse me. One more. Um, you can almost call this the co-main event because there was a lot of hype behind this one, too. There was, um, I mean, there were people just losing their minds while watching this live. Holy cow. Um, you know, like a, a holy shit chant breaking out before it even started it's just <laughs> it was nuts so we had adam cole baby versus hangman adam page versus okada versus jay white defending it um this one my god just just when you thought that this whole event couldn't get better 
leading up to the main event. And then the, the main event with Mox and Tana, uh, um, Tanahashi had to follow this. My God. And just, there was a feeling in the air during this match. That any one of these guys could have won this. That's what the feeling in the air was like. Well, I want like just you just just looking at people like it, it felt that big, like it was anybody's game. Um, Jay White does does successfully win this one. Now the end was kind of awkward. Um, now Adam Cole did walk out under his own power, but I don't know, like, I didn't hear any reports after last night to like, what, like how banged up Adam Cole was. Like there was something like he seemed fine right up until the point where he was laying there next to the turn in the in the corner of the ring right before he got pinned like he and okada were going back and forth and okada put a few now i i don't know okada well enough to know if this was like a, like a, like one of his finishers of course is the the lariat or the clothesline the uh, the rainmaker but he had some other moves that I'm guessing were like signature moves of his that Adam Cole took and he seemed fine. But then he he collapsed the last time that Okada was uh, doing the um, was was just trying to do the Rainmaker round, the clothesline. And then he took one more move, he took one more move and then rolled to the corner and was just kind of had his arm over his head. Like I don't know if he was just uh protecting himself or or um or what, you know, but but something was off and Jay White actually rolled Adam Cole out of the corner, hooked his leg and pinned him. And, and Adam Cole looked like he was trying to kick out, but, like, just couldn't. So it the whole thing was just kind of awkward. Um, but the match was amazing. Don't get me wrong. So and I'm sure in the days, you know, you know, if I do a little more research, I can see exactly what happened. And I'm sure we'll find out eventually. But um, but this, this was a lot of fun. So Jay White did... Um, successfully defend his title and man was he a jerk at the media scrum man he was <laughs> yeah courtney here in the comments here says the media scrum after with with jay white damn he was about to rip someone's rip someone's head off because uh he couldn't get the title on the placeholder. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just he just plopped it on there and the whole thing fell on the floor. And then he just like, you know, he's just screaming at people. And it really took 
really took Tony back. To Tony was just he was like, whoa, he just like he wasn't expecting that. Or he sold it well, like he knew it was gonna happen, but yeah, Jay White, what a heel, right? Um good champ though, great wrestler, one of the best today. AEW, I hate using that word interim title, but it is what it is. Uh, Mox versus Tanahashi. Um, I know that Tanahashi is referred to as the ace in Japan. He is like the be-all, end-all, like the John Cena. He was um, he was on top during a really rough period of New Japan and um, helped get them through it. And it's like, you know, you, you hear little things about him. And I haven't seen a ton of Tanahashi matches. I've, I've seen a, a fair amount over the years here and there. But this was one I was really going to pay attention to. And this this could, uh, I tell you, there was a few times during this match I really thought that we were going to have Tanahashi as a new AEW champ. But you know I was pulling for Mox. And what shocked me is how much the crowd was behind Tanahashi. I mean, at one point, it was dead 50-50. And then towards the end of this match, it was all Tanahashi and barely any Mox chance. It just kind of shocked me. Like, wow. And it's not like Mox was even acting that heelish either. I mean, he was acting like his normal self, but he really was, I mean, he had his back up against the wall in this match. He knew how good Tanahashi was. And he's been chasing him for years. And he finally had the opportunity. But that opportunity came with a huge price. It wasn't just a match for, like, bragging rights. No. There's a championship on the line here. Which is making him the, you know... The this the second uh, this is the second time he's been AEW champ, and I tell you, listening to, to Moxley after uh, this match in the scrum was really something too. If you have a chance, uh, listen to Mox in the media scrum; it's really something. Talking about what he's been going through the last few years, and then to get to this point, it feels like it's. Um, this kind of closes a chapter in a sense for him, I think. But this match was amazing. Mox gets the win, and then we get a <laughs> we get a preview of blood and guts at the end of this. There's <laughs> just what he thought it was gonna be, just you know, Mox celebrating, you know, maybe cleaning up a little bit, maybe a handshake to Tanahashi. No, he gets his ass kicked. Tanahashi gets his ass kicked because Jericho and Garcia come down. Um, the rest of Jericho's crew comes down. The rest of the uh, um, yeah, William William Regal and and his whole crew, the uh, Blackpool Combat Club come down. So Claudio comes down. Uh, the place goes nuts. Yuda's down there. The only one that's not down there is, you know, Brian Danielson. Um, 
and it's uh it's you know i i, I think i heard someone say on a, a, a radio show earlier today when i was listening to different um you know people's opinions on the show and what could have happened what didn't happen or what they thought should have happened is punk coming down and presenting the title to mox well you couldn't do that if you were doing this big brawl at the end you, you just couldn't because he literally just had surgery so it would have been you know do one or the other and um it's it look it, punk doesn't need to be in there when he's all banged up he could just you know take time at home heal up he'll be back he'll be back and we need when he's ready which is who knows when he's going to come back we don't know you know it's all been real hush hush as far as what exactly is wrong with uh what's wrong with punk but anyways um but yeah so we get a blood and guts preview we can't wait till wednesday it's gonna be nuts i don't know how much of that two-hour episode is actually gonna be the blood and guts um because last time they had something like that it was actually pay-per-view this one's free free tv so i don't know exactly how much blood and how much guts they're gonna show <laughs> um i suppose we're gonna find out soon enough right <laughs> uh well hopefully you know I can, I can i can deal with some blood but hopefully no guts my god just let's you know let's not get crazy here Um, but that's the show. I mean, like I said, for, for a show that was plagued with umpteenth injuries and, and questions of who was going to make it and, and were they going to actually be able to pull this off? I tell you, this, this was amazing. You know, I, it was, it was a lot it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be because I really went into this with zero expectations. I just knew that the matches were going to be fun. Like on paper, it seemed like fine. And I try to look at it from like, like there's people just losing their minds looking at this card. Like, Oh my God, this is horrible. Blah, 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 blah. This I didn't see anything wrong with this. Okay. I'm not saying it was event of the year. There's some that are calling this show of the year. I don't know if I'm going to call it that. It's, it's, it's all subjective. It, you know, I, I'm not that big of a new Japan guy, but I, I am learning more because of all the stuff that's happening across the U S now with, you know, the, the touring, uh, strong brand. So that makes me more interested. So I am watching a little more and I'm starting to learn who some of these, you know, dojo guys are that are touring, you know, so it's, it's interesting. They're really good. Um, and then you had, you know, so many come over and, and make this as special as it was. I mean, shoot, you, you go back a few days before that you had Okada 
show up in Milwaukee. How crazy is that? You had Mox tagging with Tanahashi in Milwaukee. That's that's unbelievable. That goes to back to that thing I was talking about. How you know special things happen in Milwaukee when it comes to professional wrestling. It's not always, but that was a pretty fun night. That that dynamite. So, but nonetheless, um, so yeah, that's Forbidden Door. And uh, so let me. Let me know what you thought about it. Good or bad. It don't matter. You know, I mean, I, I saw a lot of people <laughs> crapping on it today, but, you know, that didn't stop me from wanting to watch it. I, it's, I, I wish, I'll say this before I get out of here. I wish people would put as much energy into loving what they love that they do hating on stuff because it seems like lately there's a lot more hating on stuff and a lot less loving on stuff it's crazy but it is what it is that's the world we live in you know people love to nitpick stuff and and find things to complain about and 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 cut down and and things like that and it's it is what it is, you know. I I look at this brand. It, is it perfect? No, by all means, no. But damn, the wrestling is a lot of fun, and the events are what they are. I like. like I said, I'm too old for like you know looking for like stupid negative shit. I don't have time for it. I I don't have time for it. So do you know? Do I look at this brand like it's perfect? No, but I. I, I treat it for what it is. I try not to overthink it. And I just appreciate these guys trying to put on a hell of a show. I mean, this show was really cursed and it ended up being amazing. You know, the, you know am I going to, like I said, am I going to call it show of the year? No, probably not. Some are, some aren't, but it was a lot of fun. So um, I'll give this um, for, for what it is. For, for who I knew on this card, I'll I'll give this show uh, a B plus. You know, it's it's about as good as I can give it because just because I'm I'm not as knowledgeable about New Japan stuff as I could be, but uh, like you know, I'm still learning. So it is what it is. But it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I took the time to run down the card and give you guys the results and give my thoughts on the show. Cause it was, I mean, honestly, I, yeah, it'd be cool if, you know, there weren't so many injuries and you had a few more people on the card and the card, this card subject to subject to change people. What are you going to do? You know, it's life. Just glad they pulled off what they did, you know? So, so that's it. Uh, let me know in the comments what you thought of it. Like I said, and on your way out, uh, make sure you smash that like button, smash that sub button, ring that bell for notifications. Why? So that you know when more of my content hits your screen. We'll be back tomorrow night on that other little podcast called Total 
nonstop. Impact. I think, you know, I missed a few conversations over the weekend, but I believe what the plan is, is we are going to review Slammiversary from 2018. I'm not sure exactly why, but I think it's missing from the channel. And I think it's from one that is, it was right after the uh, channel started and they were supposed to do it and they didn't do it. So we're going to do it. So we're going to go back four years. <laughs> we're going to watch that show. I don't know how I'm going to watch it, but nonetheless, we're going to find it somewhere, hopefully. And uh, we're going to review that. And then we're going to do our, our Patreon show right after that. So. Uh, stay tuned for that tomorrow night and we'll see you then. Uh, take care, everyone. Good night.